Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Welcome to Mark Radio. It's Thursday at 7, time to make the chat board flow. We got Brooke Polk as host with a new 60-minute mark show. So look at your screens or give us a call. You can talk with Brooke and Rich and not be nervous at all. It's Thursday night, time for Mark Radio. Well, you can call in tonight and tell us what we all need to know. What's on with the show? We got no place to go. Brooke, Rich, and Floyd will tell you what you need to know. Take it away, Brookie. Thank you, Richard, and good evening, and thank you for joining us here on Myersdale Alumni Radio. Going into what year, Richard? Uh, you're with us tonight, co-hosting of Myersdale Alumni Radio. I got my dates all confused. If we're going into 2015, when did we start, and how many episodes? 200 and some, so this makes our what year? Well, it uh, depends on how you consider the year, the calendar year, or how many years we've been doing it. So Okay. Just, did we start in 2010? 11, I 12, think, 13, I think 14? Okay, this is four years then coming It'll up be, on it five. Will, it will be five It'll years uh, in uh, March. Wow. And they that said we wouldn't last. <laughs> well, we, Just we like struggled. our teachers in high school, they said we'd never make it. That's right. And look oh. at us now. <laughs> and we had some of those teachers on with us too and That's i see right. them around town every once in a while and i stick out my thumb and hitch a ride or i stick out my tongue and say and wiggle my thumbs in my ears no 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 little did they know how well they taught us that's right and if Truth be told, if it wasn't for listeners and the scuttle about Myers Alumni Radio, we would not be a program. We would be talking mostly static each week. And when I say each week, this week happens to be a very special week. Did send out a newsletter today, but we have very special people joining us tonight, Rich. And they're going to talk about a town event that is a fundraiser, and it happened to be a little bit of history background that we'll go into with our guests, and then they will explain what and how it's grown and the uh, benefits and where it goes to. Got a little squealy feedback there. Is that you, Rich, or is that... I don't know. I'm not sure you should be getting any feedback. Okay, it probably is dissipated now. It was probably someone's speaker on loudspeaker, and it's probably getting a little feedback. Good evening, guests, and we see you climbing on board, and Stephen, all right, uh, welcome, and, and thank you for joining us. This is the first program of 2015. Rich, how was your week and your holiday? Let us. It was go a good week. It was a minutes. good holiday. Uh, it, I'm trying to think well. 
I got I got the backfired to my New Year's Eve job. Apparently, they um, never really scheduled it, even though I had reserved it for them for nearly 11 months. So, uh, but internally, the park and planning <clears throat> decided that they weren't going to do it. Apparently, even though I saw it on their website as a planned event, but last year they had they had somebody um, had to be say that collapsed on the dance floor and uh, they had to bring in a well the paramedics came in prior to the paramedics so they had some some life-saving equipment there at the rec center that they had to use on on the individual until the uh, the, the paramedics arrived so they were all, they were all concerned they didn't want anybody dying on them this year and uh, i guess by the time the 12:30 event ended they helped didn't get out till 1:30 so they were complaining about that so Apparently, but I sat over there for an hour and 40 minutes waiting for them to open a door at the rec center, and nobody ever came. So that was my uh, start to New Year's Eve. So I came home, and Carol was all dressed up to come over, and she changed. And I said, well, let's just go get something light to eat. And whatever time that was, close to quarter of 10, we got to a restaurant that we like to go to and had a nice dinner and came home and Watch the ball drop at home, which I don't often get to do. <laughs> so, wow. So that was a kind of a, uh, yeah. what's the word, discombobulated New Year's Yes, Day. perfect word, and I share in that. I was up to after midnight, unexpected, but I didn't bother tuning on in the ball dropping. I was probably doing something on the computer, realized what time it is. I took a yawn, went into bed, woke up the next morning, and then it was the next day. A whole new year to look forward to. And tonight's program, we really have some interesting folks on that really dedicate their time and efforts to the town which we live in and that we support Myersdale, Pennsylvania, and Somerset County, southwestern Pennsylvania, where it all begins since we are the center of the universe. Tonight's programs, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but Kim Clapper had asked me a few months ago if they could kind of come on and let the people know what event has transpired in Myersdale that's going on into the extra years since the start of this event. It's baubles, bangles, and beads and more, or if you did get a a newsletter from me, I think I threw the word bagels in there as well. <laughs> disappointing no bagels tonight you may brew your own keurig cup of coffee or whatever means you are but enjoying this evening i'm gonna say richard lichty kim clapper miller what do you have in common kim what do we have in common we are first cousins well, you can't get any closer you than that, can you? can't get any you? closer than that. I spent a lot of time at his house when I was growing up. Oh, it's a little for you, annoying younger cousin, or did uh, you just set well, She had hall? my younger brother. They were they were rather close. Yes, we we were okay. we annoyed him together. <laughs> I just it's two against to... one. It's two against one. I believe. <laughs> uh, Kim, I want you to start. Uh, the uh, introduction tonight and your episode and just to tell us how this all started and we're leading up to the actual event now. Take us back in time and what has happened and uh, this presentation tonight is is announcing. So go ahead. The show is yours. Well, thanks, Brooke. Uh, three of us are here tonight, uh, Doris Robertson my, and uh, Marty Vincent and myself. 
And um, so they'll be chiming in. Marty will be uh, um, helping to uh, ask questions and keep it moving. But we um, we put together an event that uh, its main purpose is to provide a source of funding for local needs. So we wanted to do something where 100% of the proceeds would be given back to the town. Uh, but what, what got this started for me, and it was four years ago, I was um, trying to figure out what I could do for a fundraiser, and I had just moved back to Myersdale. And if anybody remembers Doris Clapper, uh, you remember she liked jewelry, um, and she liked a lot of it. She liked to have pretty pretty things, and I think I could have worn something different every day of the year for the rest of my life. Um, she she had a lot of jewelry, and I I used it, I wore it, I I dragged it back to Colorado, and then I finally decided one of the best ways to honor her was to sell it, to raise it for um, raise money for um, a fundraiser, and it was a really popular event. We had it at uh, Amity Church, which is where we're um, still going to have it this year. And uh, this is the fourth year that we've done this. And we sell jewelry. Uh, last year we added scarves and purses. And, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's just been a, a well-received event in town. People like to come to it. Um, Marty, do you have anything you'd like to say about it? Is this the most famous uh, town council member, Marty Ann Vincent, that we read about in the paper and see her picture all the time? The one and only. Brooke <laughs> <laughs> in live <Good> voice. <laughs> hey, there we go. Now, Myersdale Alumni Radio, tune in to one of our bestowed uh, council members. And may I say that because of the graciousness of our president of council, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Irwin, the ladies tonight are talking on extension phones within the offices of Jeff Irwin, DDS. So thank you, Jeff. And now, Marty Ann. Sure. Let, let me add just a, a little bit as Kim was reminiscing and talking about her mom and what a great thing that, that it was and a great feeling to be able to uh, do something with her jewelry that would be a permanent remembrance and actually honor some of the things that Doris really liked in town. Um, I lost my mom a couple years ago, and she too had a love of jewelry, and um, she had earrings and necklaces and bracelets and everything that matched, and then the scarf that went with it all. Um, and of course, when she, you know, when, when she died. I don't wear any jewelry like that. And all of a sudden we had a, a, a bin full of this jewelry that what what do you do with it? And I happened to um, run into Kim, and she was telling me about it. And it was such a great event. It was like, wow, I mean, people who knew my mom will be able to look at her jewelry. And, and let me stop there and throw in that this year um, my dad decided that we would go ahead and donate all my mom's jewelry. So I took the whole bin up and gave it to um, Kim and Sharon Clapper and Doris Robertson, who know jewelry, unlike me. And um, it it was really, it, it, it's really a neat thing because 
people who knew my mom will be able to look at the jewelry and they'll recognize it and say, oh, I remember when she wore that. But more importantly, um, what the the proceeds will go to. And, and we're going to talk more in depth, but I just got to throw those out right now early in the show. Um, they will go to the Myersdale Public Library. They will go to Caring Hands for Cancer and then the um, Myersdale Area Food Pantry. But um, I just thought, too, um, the the library, I mean, my mom loved the library. When we were kids, I'm sure, and I'm going to quit talking in a minute and ask him something, but when I was a kid, or Jeff and I were kids, um, our mom took us to the library every week. And you had your library card, and you thought, wow, I'm a great person. I got this library card, and I can get books, and they trust me to take books home and bring them back and, and all that. So when... When all this started and Kim talked to me, it was, wow, this is a great thing. And I have to tell you that from just this past week, just a couple of days ago, taking all her jewelry up and giving it to the the sale this year, it's a great feeling. It it really is. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for the show this year just to be able to see other people taking a look at it and saying, oh, I really liked this and, you know, wanting to buy it. Um, so that's a little history, I guess, from Kim and then how it how it got going. Um, I don't think we mentioned yet when it is. So um, either Doris or Kim, would you want to tell us like when it is and the dates and all that? Sure. Um, the date uh, this year is January 24th, and we've extended the hours over last year. It'll be from 10 until 4 this year. And... Uh, We'll be serving uh, tea and uh, tea cookies, tea cookies, sandwiches, sandwiches. It's it's a uh, it's a format. Well, this this is another thing on what do we do with the things that are in our closet that we were saving for some reason, and um, so we are using our china teacups, our china service. Um, our silver service and our lace tablecloths, so that it's it's a um, a tea where people can uh, sit and talk and and show off their treasures. You know, Doris, I hear your voice, and I'm wondering. I guess who Marty Ann belonged to? Are you the infamous Doris Robertson of real estate fame in and around Somerset County? <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. In days gone by. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you used to live uh, 320-something, I guess, up here on Olinger Street uh-huh. in Myersdale. A neighbor yeah. of your mother for many years. Now, a wonderful that neighbor. Oh, and, uh, of course, we think of you often, and the home is being lovingly cared for by the present renters. But we often remember one of your youngsters hollering out the bedroom window and warning someone in our yard, you better get out of there. That woman's going to be mad for you picking her flowers. <laughs> and, of course, it was your son yelling down to my mother, who was the property <laughs> owner. <for it. laughs> so cute. But it's uh, so nice to have you a part of the committee. Tell me, Doris, who are other committee members that couldn't join in with you tonight? I know Kim is online, and we have yourself, Doris, and then there's Marty Ann, but there are and other members. There's uh, Bev Warnick, uh, May Smith. Do you know May Smith? Um, Martha yeah. Albright, Paula Kretschmann, and Sharon Clapper. Sharon L. Oh, Clapper. Oh, well, a very nice committee. Yeah. 
And, of course, it's all volunteering, and it takes a lot of organization to successfully bring to the public any uh, event in raising funds for specific needs, which you did mention. Uh, Paula Kretschmann, I know she's a fellow 66 graduate, and Sharon Clapper, good to hear that she is part of your group as well, and Mae Smith. I know that there's a gentleman who lives in town anonymously pretty much, other than his annex and the rumors that fly about him. His name is Floyd Flockerty, and you may know of him. He has been living under the bridge on Beakley Street there for some some years now. And uh, during this cold, bitterly cold, uh, we do have a wonderful... Uh, prominent citizen of this town, Fred DePasquale, who offers him residence during the winter cold months. But he is a character, and I'm going to ask if he might come aboard. It might be a totally surprise for him tonight to have all these ladies aboard. So don't be nervous, Floyd. Just come on as you is, okay? Good evening, Floyd. Hello, Brookie. (laughs) Well, Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a good New Year's. Thank you. There, it took you to wish all our listeners a happy new year, such as the Joshes down it's in Tennessee. It's your first show of the year. Yeah, it's our first show. We are all the characters, you know, and I did introduce you as a character. Let me ask you, Floyd, have you ever been on with three ladies at one time on the show? Never been on the show with three ladies at one time. It, it, you know me. I'm not even good with one lady. They end up throwing me out of the car and making me walk home. They do. Yes, they and do. You are a one-lady wagoneer. You see, he does take his little red flyer wagon and convinced a few ladies to push him to They don't Somerset. like pushing me up that hill in Garrett. Now, what's with that? A shortcut. That's yeah. Just, you know? Inconsiderate of them yes. not to finish that. Yeah, That's what well, happened. So one came, picked me up in the car, drives me to Garrett, drives halfway up the hill and throws me out. <laughs> That'll teach you. Floyd, I know that you're indoors now. I don't know if the creek is froze over yet, but the flood control project keeps that river pretty well in check. And at last council meeting, I heard them discuss uh, they're going to be cleaning out the basin there one of these fine spring days, I guess. So uh, any fish that are in jeopardy, you have to whistle them home upstream a little bit until that's done, okay? Okay. When are they doing all that stuff? No, I'll have to get Marty Ann to give that announcement when they're about to do that. Marty, are you on it? No, I am, and I'm I'm listening. Um, It will probably be, it won't be this year, it'll probably be 2016 at least till we clean out the basins and everything, but Floyd, you'll be lucky you have a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Wow. Can I join in, too? Just, you know, can I do, can I wade in your pool? You can come down anytime you like. Well, you know, they have the rubber duck regatta. That's usually in July, but that's going to be 2016. Maybe maybe Kim's brothers can help me. Build one of, a nice slide from the bridge down into the swimming pool. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, they, those guys could. Well, Dave especially is a handy guy. You know? Floyd John, John would probably have it going uphill, but Dave would make sure that the slide was going downhill. 
<laughs> I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> you know I know those two boys of yours. Now I do have a question, Floyd. I don't yes. know how how you're going to conduct yourself on January 24th, but if you're happening by the Amity Church there, uh, between 10 and 4, there's going to be a lot of glitter and glitz inside those walls, Ooh, and you boy. can go in and you can browse. Uh, do you personally wear jewelry? Well, you have to be careful because when you wear jewelry around under a bridge, you can uh, you can depart with it rather quickly, as if you know what I mean. If you're not really careful, it's there now and gone in a minute. Well, you know, you could get a few things that resemble fishing lures. You know, some of that uh, sure. jewelry does. And there you go. You could uh, get more fish for the fish fry. The Elks will be putting on those six weeks of fish fries yeah, coming yeah, up good. real soon. It could be bobbles, bangles, beads, bridges, and more. <laughs> there you go. You got it all happening, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, you stand by, Floyd. We're going back uh, to our special guests after I okay. remind people you're listening to Myersdale Alumni Radio. Uh, visit the website at .com, and thank you, guests. We have the Joshes in from Tennessee on board with us tonight. Good evening, Joshes. And we have the guests, the numerous ones that are logged on, and Stephen Albright. I believe uh, we were looking for Ranson down in West Virginia. Someone's inquiring if you are one of the numbered guests. If you are, uh, you can chat in the chat board area. And now, back to our special guest, and we're talking about the event, Bobbles, Bangles, and Beads, and more. A community benefit event started right here in our beloved town of Myersdale. You have sponsors for your event. How do you get your other donations needed to present on your tables? And then also, who prices them, or how do they actually sell? Who knows the value of these, or do people offer you, or suggest prices? How does that all work? Let me jump in. This is Marty. Let me jump in quick on where we get the the, uh, items and that. Um, Us coming on this show at this point is twofold. One, to announce it. But two, and more importantly, is to all the people listening, if you would have jewelry that you would like to get rid of, whether from a parent, um, you know, you just want to clean out your jewelry box, please feel free. Um, we have drop-off locations, but um, and I can tell you those, but if you're not in Myersdale, feel free to mail them to um, – actually, you can mail them into the public library – and that's at 210 Center Street. If you live in town, you can also drop your jewelry off there. You could drop it off at Clapper's Building Materials uh, on 11th Avenue at the BDH Conhaus Insurance Agency. That's on North Street at uh, our own Dr. Jeff Irwin's office on Salisbury Street. And then to um, either Jerry Schaefer or Becky Kirchner. And they both represent Caring Hands for Cancer. Um, to be able to. But again, if you are from out of the area and have jewelry, please, you you can mail to any one of the locations, but the easiest one that everybody who lived in Myersdale knows of is the public library, and that's on 210 Center Street. That's Myersdale, Pennsylvania, 15552. Yes, and I added my little bit about the donations, but let me throw out, Brooke, because you had asked about how they price 
and Doris and Kim can talk about that, um, especially Doris, because she has spent days at Sharon Clapper's house looking through the jewelry and pricing it and looking it up on the Internet. Doris, you want to take it from here? Well, it uh, it is quite a job trying to figure out whether it's uh, good good jewelry. Uh, most is uh, most is just uh, costume jewelry, and uh, those that we have a suspicion that may be good, we do take it to a jeweler and uh, get a estimate of price on those. Uh, other than that, uh, the internet is a good place to check on values, and we've done a lot of that. Uh, we know we can't get the same prices that you would get, say, on eBay, but uh, uh, and we still like to have the jewelry reasonably priced that it does sell within that day's time. Uh, I can imagine how overwhelming it would be to be trying to price that. Have you ever caught a hint that you sold something way too inexpensively because it ended up it was a very valuable piece that someone had an overlook on? I I yes. haven't caught any wind of that. Uh, I haven't either. I end up being the cashier. And um, one thing that we do, we have a lot of jewelry. It's just impossible to price every single piece. So what we do is we give everyone a basket as they're coming in uh, the door and then uh, the vast majority of the jewelry is priced at one, two, and three dollars. And then the pieces that we've looked up, uh, we have a vintage table. We have special tables that has the jewelry that we've that we know. It's it's a you know it's a name or it's it's something that, uh, that that's that's more expensive. But for me, I don't. The whole thing is kind of like recycling. It's it's sitting in my closet. It's sitting in my my dresser drawers, and it would sit there until I die, and and nobody would get to use it. So, I I challenge myself uh, to say, you know, it really doesn't matter if I paid fifty dollars for it back in 1980. Um, you know, people I might have a hard time selling it for three dollars now because it was bought in 1980. But um, it's it's really interesting to see all the jewelry together and and to see this the people go through and find treasures something and especially in something that I haven't worn or I haven't used in 20 30 40 years. So I do have a question and of course it is people who are listening to this program in the next few days as they download it and listen to it, or the next few years, because it's archived forever. Someone listening to it uh, two years from now or next year or two weeks after the event, are they able to box up their jewelry and send to the library's address at any time, and then you'll just cycle it into the next event? Yes, yes. They Good. they can do that because this is this is an annual event and uh, absolutely um, if someone in April decides they're going to spring clean and go through some jewelry and they don't want to hold on to it they can mail it um, or if if they're coming home to visit like if you're coming home over the alumni banquet or whatever um, bring it and before we leave we can actually give our 
names with our phone numbers because um, anybody could call me and I could meet up with them during that weekend and get it because we will take jewelry any time of the year for this event. That's very terrific. important. Hey, Brooke, I, I have a suggestion that might even might might assist and, and work along those lines. And you have a fairly you have a fairly good uh, email list, and perhaps uh, in the next you know after today's show, you could kind of synopsize what we talked about today and maybe give the names and address or contact information in an email, you know, a blanket email. And that way those that haven't you know, listened this evening or downloaded it prior to that could have all the information for this particular event on the 24th as well as those in the future. That would be all excellent. Right. Yeah, that's a good great idea. idea. And I'm writing a note now. I'll do that. I'll absolutely do that. Now, the Josh is in Tennessee. He says, good question, Brooke. I actually plan to have some items for Kim, and that darn year just went by so fast, I can't believe when I read it, it was time already. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure Kathy Spence will make good on her thoughts. She's just too she... busy having fun all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were in town just uh, over the oh, holidays, right, too. Yeah. So I did have a few hours with Kathy and her daughter and Andy and also Jim at uh, my sister Lex Grew's place. And it uh, was a beautiful night, well-hosted by Lex and Alan. They are two great hosts, and they just got to make sure everything just perfect, and it was. So there's a big thank you for that special evening. Now, the Joshes have back to Tennessee, but they probably, I'm guessing, will come up this year in May because of, I believe, their Jim's 50th uh, alumni banquet is going to be this year. Is that right, Kathy? If mine's next year. That's right. This is their this is their uh, 50th High school reunion uh, this May. Yes, but she does say Class that yes. Sixty-five. She says we were there at Christmas, but I was a sick a month before we came, and then cough back issues from coughing, and I was a mad mess. Well, that evening you were just fine, so you held up real good, Kathy. And Josh would say yes, they will be home. My reunion, if we have one, and Jim's will be this year. Kathy, of course, from Salisbury, PA, and they haven't made their announcement yet of that. I'll bring in this little interesting fact of the GI pre-show. I say if anything goes on around town, it's surely witnessed or talked about at the GI day room, 8 a.m. in the morning. We usually get together and have our coffee, some of the town regulars. And this morning I saw... Uh, none other than a classmate come in, and about two minutes later, another one, and then two minutes later, another one, and another two minutes, another one. They were all ladies. They were, uh, in order, Linda Brenneman, uh, Linda Forrest and Brenneman, and there was, of course, um, Lynn Schaefer, known as Lynn Brown, of course, and Holly Hetrick, that's her maiden name. She lives in Salisbury now. But uh, And then the fourth one was... Uh, Ann Housel uh, Clink, Ann Clink, uh, all 66 graduates. I thought maybe they were trying to sneak a meeting uh, <laughs> without me knowing it, and none of them agreed to pay for breakfast for me, but uh, I just had coffee. But uh, the waitress came out from the back room, and she said, they told me back there that you're 
picking up the tab for breakfast this morning, <laughs> and she had she had the receipts in hand, and you know I would have, but did you know the GI doesn't take credit cards? Oh my goodness! So I looked at my wallet, and I had about twenty dollars, and that wasn't going to do it. So. There, I've just confessed my uh, inadequacy for breakfast for four ladies. You just give a, just sign three letters to the GI. I owe you. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, I probably could have after thought. <laughs> I'm sure I, they I trust probably you. could. Uh, uh, they do until yesterday when I started going <laughs> off on the guys that were there wanting some facts, and they look at me and they say. Well, Mr. Brooke, believe it or not, what do you say about the Maple Festival industry? <laughs> and I said, well, it's really, since they started using tubing, it's uh, osmosis-wise, it affected the premium grades of the stuff. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, that white tubing, you know, it does uh, have its effect on the leaching process, and they no longer can grade that stuff. And if you see blue lines or red lines running through the woods, I said, who knows what kind of quality. I think they started to realize that I was using a Tennessee word here, joshing them. <laughs> but they were all walking out scratching their heads, and that's when they gave me that title uh, in place of Ripley's. It's Brooke, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't think they believe it after that. Unfortunately, I told him a fact also, and uh, Bill Price came in this morning, and I was talking a little bit about what I said the day before, and he said, I Googled that, and I said, and did you find out to be fact? He said, yeah, but I still don't believe it. <laughs> so even Brooke, Google isn't believed. Well, after all, you've been hanging out with Floyd for nearly five years, so. That's. You know, and he's full of facts. Well, he's full of it. Floyd he's, facts. Where does he get his? Where does he get his oh, Floyd facts? Does he have any he's tonight? He's up chance? at the library all the time. He loves the library because he doesn't have a computer. Well, so before computers, see. where were we to get our facts? We were at the library. That's Floyd. right, and we had our own little set of encyclopedias in our home. Most people still do, and they don't know what to do with <laughs> them. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, you, you, ask, you go someplace to a bookstore. You can bring any books, but don't bring any encyclopedias. <laughs> we don't well, take them. How about it, Floyd? You spoke up about facts. Share some with us tonight that you picked up from the Myersdale Public well, Library. Well, facts. You know, since since these nice girls are all down at the dentist's office, I even have a dental fact for them then. Get this. Back in the year 1728, a guy by the name of Pierre made the first braces, and he made them out of a flat strip of metal that went around the front of the teeth, and the metal connected to the teeth with a thread. Dude, that was the first braces made for crooked teeth. And then the thread hung back the lady's neck and the husband pulled on the string and put words in her mouth. Is that right? You, you're messing everything up. You're going to confuse the whole public. Sorry. There's another fact. Down the, down the tube, down the urinal tubes. Oh, sorry. Well, believe what you heard first and not second then. 
All right, another fact. Well, another then. fact, since you're always taking our conversations into the toilet, uh, yeah. I got a fact about televisions and toilets. And get mm. this. I want you to guess what was the first TV show that ever pictured a toilet on it. Oh, it was an Archie Bunker show. Before, before. Archie Bunker. Okay, it wasn't uh, Leave it to Beaver. It wasn't yes, it was. It was. Are you kidding? <laughs> it was. Wow. I can't wow. believe it. I didn't never realize that. But that's what I heard. We read it at the library. Well, that is some interesting fact. I wonder why. What was the first time you saw a man and a woman in the same bed in TV then? Well, With I the don't bathroom do... right next door. I. Was that the, no, I don't know. Ricky, uh, what, I don't know if it was Ricky or... Lady, uh, do, you, do you know any of that trivia? Uh, there would have had to be a TV program that allowed the presence of... Not uh, well, they had separate beds, did they not? Did they? How would you like to, you, how would you like to have Dick Ricky in the same Lucy, bed with Ricky you? Ricky and Lucy. Oh, no. Dick Van Dyke, he couldn't even walk. He tripped on every show. How would you like a clumsy open bed with you? Well, no, I would I can tell you that right now. Well, the censors didn't either. And Mary Tyler Moore, she looked pretty good back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I Any don't other? think... Uh, well, these ladies are quiet. I, Doris, Kim, We're just Marty Ann. Up all the info. <laughs> oh, right? we, are yeah. perfect. <laughs> we are, but, but I, I just need to pull it back into this jewelry thing just a little bit. Since Ford's talking about the library, one yes. of our recipients of uh, the money that, that we receive, and again, 100% of the money we receive is divided three ways and goes to three different charities, but the one is the Myersdale Public Library. And this year what they'd like to use the money for is to um, replace some deteriorating sidewalks that are, are out front. If you remember last year, their oh, big project yes. was the handicap entrance door that automatically opened. Well, now they want to replace sidewalks. So um, I saw a volunteer, I'm assuming, outside the front of the library heating up a piece of sidewalk with a blowtorch. When I asked him what he was doing, he said, I'm getting it ready to paint the very next day when I walked up to Street, it was bright orange. And, of course, it was a safety stripe to warn people, pedestrians walking on that sidewalk, which is relatively new, uh, that it was raised. And a couple people may have stumbled over that. So there's two stripes at that end of the library going up uh, Center Street that are painted. And thanks to uh, Sam McClure, we'll give him a plug for... Uh, being out there on a cold day and a wet day and drying off the sidewalk so he could spray paint the fluorescent orange paint. There. Okay. And and Marty Ann, uh, as a council member that you are and bringing us back into the conversation at hand, uh, continue on. Oh, well, thank you. Well, just that the uh, public library is one of the recipients, uh, and it's a great, you know, a, a great um, organization, the library that's there and provides so much to the community. Um, you know, and we're thrilled that we can help give them some money through the year. The next um, group is the Caring Hands for Cancer, 
and that is a relatively new group. Um, a couple of young adults in town who had lost a parent from cancer decided to um, what I call put uh, an actual face and hands and so on on uh, an organization. And, and this group is wonderful. Um, they're few in number, but they actually will go out and do whatever you have a need for if if you develop cancer. And they will provide transportation. They'll mow lawns. They'll rake. They'll shovel walks. Um, they will provide meals. Um, you, you name it, if there is a need, they will, um, um, you know, try and, and, and meet the need. The the person that we've been talking to is Aaron Schaefer, who is the son of uh, Jerry Schaefer, who is one of our contact people for dropping off jewelry. But uh, Aaron is one of the founders, and I'm going to try and get the other name correct. It's Aaron Schaefer and then Aaron uh, a lady uh, buyers. Her maiden name was Signs, and she lost her mom uh, at an early age to to cancer. And the two of them got together and decided to start this organization that uh, that has just you know grown over the years in Myersdale and helping again helping people out in Myersdale that you know may need um, need whatever. Uh, and the last one, and I will quit talking, is the food pantry. And I'm going to let either Kim or Doris talk about the uh, food pantry. Take it away, ladies. Doris is uh, pointing at me. <laughs> okay, Kim, take it away. <laughs> well, the food pantry, um, it's run by the local Myersdale Ministerial Association, and all of the churches in town are invited to participate um in the in the food pantry and they a couple years ago up until a couple years ago they did receive some government funding and that's been reduced dramatically uh in the last couple of years and so the town uh, when I talked with them they said the town has been particularly um generous in in donating food and money i know our church has been raising money um for the last couple months uh, for the food pantry. But uh, the way it works is it covers an area of, I don't know, all over Myersdale and or all around Myersdale as far as Salisbury. It's the Myersdale and Salisbury school districts, I think, is, is uh, the area that it covers. And any individual, um, if they meet the qualifications, can get um, uh, receive help and they can receive help like up to 12 times a year. Um, when I talked with um, with them, they said the um, there are about 450 families are being served in the area. So uh, that's quite a lot of families that, that um, need help. And so we decided to help even a little more with the jewelry sale. We're asking people if they would bring an item for the food pantry, uh, either a canned good or paper goods, they need uh, personal items, paper towels, toilet paper, toilet items. Uh, if they bring an item for the food pantry, then they'll get a free gift. They'll get to pick out uh, a piece or two, depending on how much jewelry we have. Kim, how uh, many how many of these uh, sales have you had? Uh, this is the fourth year for this. That's great. Is it? Do you get a fairly consistent expectation of of income and? 
much. It goes up every year. The oh, first, that's good. That's the good. The first year it was uh, probably around sixteen hundred dollars. Terrific. And the next year it was over um, around the same. Um, and then last year we raised, what was it twenty? We gave each recipient uh, seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. And and last year it was only open for three hours from one to four. <laughs> wow. And we had a blizzard outside. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a real blizzard. <laughs> well, now how? And uh, I don't know where people parked, but that's another thing is the Lutheran churches um, graciously uh, agreed to open up their parking area. So we'll have more parking. I don't know if you know... Um, uh, it's the location is on North and Center Street, uh, right across from the post office. So, Catacornered, uh, yeah, right in front of the two churches. Actually, if you just go across there, is right. the large parking area. Yeah. Uh, last last year, you had over two thousand dollars in those three hours, didn't in you? Those three That's hours, unbelievable. Twenty two hundred and fifty dollars, and if you think of the prices, the vast majority yes. went for one, yeah. two, and three dollars. That's incredible. And. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really a fun event. I think a lot of people walked to it uh, because I don't know how they got there with, with all that snow. <laughs> Did they leave their wheelbarrows outside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sold a lot of metal. Yeah, but we, um, I mean, we roughly counted because we had people, we had a door prize last year, and so we counted the numbers of people who um, who filled out a door prize ticket. And um, and so it was over 100 You know what I should give to you all? We used to have a, a, a similar type of event at our, at our church, which we were in charge of for a while. Carol was, and I helped. But um, one one gal had an idea, and I'm sitting, actually sitting here looking at the idea that I uh, – but basically I made – it's about four feet long. It's a, a big key, and it's spray-painted gold. And um, – there's all these little nails sticking out of it where Carol would go around to the, to the locksmith and he would give her keys that were laying around that were not, you know, maybe they were they didn't work mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he had a big can of them. So it probably had a, I don't know, I don't count them, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred little finishing nails on it and it would hang up at the, at the bazaar and each each nail had a key on it and they could buy a key. And then one of the keys on there actually opened a box that had a very valuable necklace or oh. some piece of jewelry on it. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, it was really cool. And, uh, you know, um, I have a as much as I like my little four-foot-long, uh, three-quarter-inch plywood key painted gold here, I can uh, <laughs> I could donate that for your next event. And you could uh, if if and you certainly have access to keys uh, through your brothers. Yes. And they yes. might you know have some old keys lying around. But I think it's about a hundred keys, and I don't know what they sold the, the chances for, but uh, maybe five bucks a piece. But right there, be five hundred bucks. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Actually, that is, and I like hearing that you'll donate the Lord's yeah, key for us uh, to use. Next, I mean, uh, it's it's kind of cool. It looks like you know, it looks like the if you were to lay a key down on a on a table, and I you know made the little up and downs that a normal key has in it to to open a door, and it's kind of cute. Hmm. 
That's you know, Rich himself was kind of cute as a teenager <laughs> in Myersdale. He was he was a jock too, ladies. And uh, yeah, I heard from so many ladies back in the day that he was tied up for probably his tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, and no one had an opportunity to date him except maybe one girl. Now there's a waste, don't you think? But he's willing to donate his key to his heart to this community after all that grief and sorrow he went through of not meeting more you fine ladies that were out there. That's maybe we can give people a chance to um, to kiss Richard. If oh yes, yeah. oh they're all they there goes there goes your profits. Really <laughs> I can tell you that. But no, this this will be. Uh, I think I think it would go over big at that kind of an event. Oh yes, definitely because we we um, we could pick something that's really nice. Well, sure. I mean, if if you're going to bring in, well, who knows if you'd sell all the keys? But uh, if you can bring in up to five hundred dollars on it, you could you could the prize could be pretty nice. Well, last last year your mother's uh, jewelry uh, was was present at the show. Mm, okay. So it's no longer. Right, because it's been purchased. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, but that was really nice because I had a lot of memories as as it came across the table. It would just be Obviously. another thing for you to store in your house. You already have the uh, Marisdale banners, I hope. Uh, somewhere. Yes, they are, they are there. They are there. So, I have a big basement. Okay. Oh, uh, the guests that are on tonight. I want to thank you for joining us in tonight. You're listening to Myersdale Alumni Radio. We're going into, well, this is our fourth, and we'll begin our fifth year come March of this coming year, 2015, just a few months' time. But it is the shows like you're listening to tonight that promote the town and the events and the needs of the community and the ideas that are generated just here tonight. Let us open up the program to you and your event. We welcome your ability to come and talk about your event, the history of it, and the future. And this is the way we get more and more of the word out. This community is so much a volunteer community, and we're always looking for volunteers and many of the needs that uh, present themselves. There's multiple volunteers that do multiple volunteering. Usually if you see one person at one volunteering event, you'll see them at two or three more. This is the type of community. We are small but we're loving one another, and we come up with ideas to help as many as possible. And this, what started out a simple thought, an idea, germinated into more and more potential, and this being the fourth year, and it's going to be let, held. Let me, let me correct you there. Okay. In, in two, January, February, in March 18th, or right around the middle of March, thereabouts, we'll have completed our fifth year. So, really? Yes. We started in so the last program in March starts the first program of year number six. Are you, i got to scratch my head on that. Yeah, and get March 18, Floyd 2010. And, you know, so Floyd. you can ask Floyd. Well, Floyd is the mathematician of this program. Does that sound reasonable to you if we started in 2010 and they had five years? That makes 2015. Yeah, you got so five fingers there, Brookie. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, and it's going to be 15 in March. Yeah. That's five years. So we're going into our sixth year. 11, 12, 13, 14, and then March 15th ends 
five years. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I'm not on the pricing committee on these jewelry items. Oh, my. I, I don't know. One, two, or three? I might go that far. I might be able to help out. I th- I, well, anyway, thanks, Floyd, for bringing me up to date. Now you know why I took commercial classes in high school and didn't go for that algebra nonsense? Yeah. Okay. And we talk about that often during the roundtable discussions that are square tables at the GI. And... Uh, guys say, yeah, I was back in so-and-so year or whatever, and I said, oh, yeah, back in that 50-something, I think I was in first grade. How can you be sure? Well, I repeated first grade twice, so I wouldn't miss anything. (laughs) (laughs) It was those big, dark eyes, black hair of yours, she couldn't part with you. Oh, yeah, Uh uh-huh, sure. That's quite all right. I lived on Large Street at the time, across from Freddie to Pasquale and Marion, his sister. Uh, we had the pleasure of having them uh, sitting beside us and talking as well at the grooves on that uh, evening that uh, the Spences were in town and we had our get-together. Very nice. And Marion, she's Marion. You won't ever change Marion. And <laughs> I would hope not. What a character she is. And she'll tell you she is, too. <laughs> uh, well, you know what the characters on tonight's program, they have um, done many things in their careers, and for Myersdale, and Marty Ann being a council member at this time, and uh, we have a, a uh, realtor that is well-known throughout Somerset County, Doris, on with us tonight. And then Kim, she went off, went out, somewhere to who knows where and picked herself up a Canadian fellow named Woody and he has fit in so well into this town he is actually the first one to draw up plans in what he does for the kiosks that are now at uh, right outside the Myersdale Public Library on the Main Street corner and also up across from the train station on the Clapper property up there and this is for the benefit of the trail, the Great Allegheny Passage, the trail users who come into town. It gives them direction of where they are and where they might want to go. And I want to thank the beautiful introduction to this community for the Trail Association to the Myersdale Historical Society. They have a grand entrance piece, the train station that was refurbished, And I tell people, since my first uh, hearing of this, that it was actually the ladies of our community that was paramount in getting that project started because the men were going to just discount it as just too dilapidated and destroyed to be refurbished. But the women were persistent. They now can proudly look at something that goes beyond the measure of Myersdale and what we can do as a community. So this event will be looked forward to, and it'll be more successful this year. I feel it in my bones, Kim. Yeah, Kim and, and uh, Doris Marty, and either any of you can answer this, but uh, Josh is Kathy Spence down in Tennessee asks, um, well, she mentioned that she'll bring some things so when they come in May for the reunions, or either re- Jim's reunion or both their reunions, so that can be something for the next one. But uh, she states, uh, is it typically or normally this time of the year when you hold this? Uh, yes. 
we tried it at, at a different time of year, and that was the one year where we did not make as much money. There were um, many competing events, mm-hmm. and I think we chose March, and there was something going on at the high school. And what we found is January. Um, Absolutely. There's nothing going on in January. Yeah, that's and a great idea. people are stir-crazy, mm-hmm. and they really need to go uh, somewhere idea. And, and have a nice event. Mm-hmm. What's nice about this is you really don't need to spend any money. You can come and, I mean, we want you to, but but you can come and enjoy the day. You can drink tea and, and um, eat cookies and sandwiches and listen to music and and talk to people, which we have quite a few people that do that. You get Woody up there playing his guitar for us. Is that what uh, you do? He did. He's done that two years. I don't there know you if go. he'll do it this year. <laughs> Paula Kretschmann <laughs> plays, and sometimes he has her students come in and oh, play. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, um, and sometimes we had, one year we had a little talent show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, How much fun is that? It's a nice it's a nice day, and it's not just for ladies. Lots of Lots of men come in. It's right before Valentine's Day, so uh, it's a good time to come in and um, and get something. Um, mm-hmm. Bring your wives in. Yes, that's a, another thought, isn't uh, Amity? The war has been the uh, event. Death by chocolate is that not in January as well? It's on in a different February. It's, oh. it's usually um, right around Valentine's Day. In fact, last okay. year it was on Valentine's Day. That's right, and I got one of the world's biggest cookies at a, that event. I won the auction, I and I brought that. the, and I took it up to Millie, and she was sleeping. And when she opened her eyes on her lap, I placed this gigantic, <laughs> eighteen twenty-four inch cookie, filled with M and M's and such, and it took us. <laughs> Just thirty days to make it disappear. <laughs> you know, and I got to keep oh, the go pan too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a free pan. I can make pizzas on now too. You know, we didn't okay. mention it. We didn't mention it, but Marisdale has another kudo to uh, take credit for, and that is they now um, were the school district that taught the Pennsylvania Supreme Court justice. Mm. Chief oh, Justice yeah. of the Supreme Court as of, what, was it yesterday? He was uh, in... Or the Tuesday. day before. It was Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday yes. So is very proud of Tom Saylor, and as all his friend, his uh, high school friends are and, and other friends and relatives are. Now, Tom was a 65 graduate yeah, that's or, correct. Uh, of Myersdale High. And uh, what is his title again? The Chief Justice of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. That's yes. As high as it gets, and his son uh, is an overseas um, pilot now. Flies the big jumbo jets. Wow. So I I told Sean his son on on Facebook. Now they both work in high places. <laughs> Good one, Richard. Yeah. So, well, as the time draws to a close, we'll go back to Kim Clapper. Miller, and wrap up the program and direct any questions or wrap-ups uh, to your fellow committee members. Go ahead. Well, Brooke, I'd really like to thank you for putting us on the show and allowing us to uh, talk off and on throughout the whole hour. This is a nice surprise. 
Uh, we hope people will come to our event and enjoy themselves, uh, pick up a few treasures, and um, have a nice day. Um, I don't know if Marty or Doris want to say anything else. Um, it's Marty. I will just throw in. I'm going to give my phone number just in case anybody has questions that want to call 814-442-6585. Um, feel free to call, and I can even help pick some jewelry up if you'd like. Uh, and, Brooke, again, thank you for letting us come on and talk about this great event. It was our, of uh, course, pleasure, and it is your program, and you three did an excellent job in representing the event. I trust that the uh, rewarded event will bring higher dollars, again showing growth over the previous year, and that any future events, this or others, that you are uh, volunteering for, consider Myersdale Alumni Radio. Your sounding board, please bring us up to date with what you're doing. And Doris, are you still selling properties? I've been retired for about seven years. Okay, so you don't go to sleep at night dreaming of houses and showing them and things like that. So there you go. She can now dream dreams of selling jewelry and what all it takes in volunteering, and it does take a lot. So thank you so much for joining in with us. Rich, as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you Alumni Radio and Floyd, wherever the is, we bid <laughs> you good night. <laughs> yeah, he's asleep. Uh, okay, but uh, expect him to lurk around the event, and we will send out that email tomorrow to those who still can donate jewelry to, and we'll have them send to the public library. Well, that's what we'll do. All right, Richard, do us another favor and sing us on out of here. Here we tonight, go. Won't you? Here we go. We had a good time tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Come back next Thursday night so we can do this all again on Mark Radio. Your Mark Radio. Hey, thanks, Mark Radio listeners. You know that we want you, we need you, and we love you. Good night, everyone, and until next week, sleep well, Floyd. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.